0: This message needs to be preached um, by great orators and even people like me. It, It deserves to be proclaimed because it's God's message.
1: Hi there. Welcome to the Gary Wilkerson podcast. I am Gary Wilkerson, and as usual, we have Joshua West in the podcast studio with us here at World Challenge, and we are grateful to have you. Thanks for coming along again, Joshua. We've Glad been to be part. Did, yeah, we've been doing this podcast for a good number of months now, and I feel like we're really hitting on all cylinders and blessing people's lives, uh, bringing instruction from the Word of God, stir, stirring up hearts and passions for Jesus. So I'm looking forward to more of this in the Lord in Terry months and years to come. Uh, but last episode, you were uh, graciously kind enough to interview me. I hope that went well, and now I get to turn the tables and... Uh, share a little bit about your life and we're doing this because it's an, you know sometimes we it's almost like a pastor in the pulpit and week after week you know he gives the exposition of the word but you don't really know him and so we're just taking one episode each just so that we could be more in relationship with you, that you get to know us and our hearts a little bit. So we're going to dig right into this uh, and get to, get an interview here with Pastor Joshua West. Joshua, you've been in the ministry for a good number of years now, even though you're a very young man. You 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 got it right after, didn't you?
0: I think uh, the term "very young man" is in proximity to where you find to yourself. Find me, yeah. So you know, to some people, um, but yeah, 45 years old. Um, I think one of the You know, right after coming to faith, you know, i wasted so much of my life before Christ or felt like that I did um, that, you know, I just (laughs) wanted to spend the rest of my life, you know, using it to honor God in some way.
1: Yeah. Well, you are in the ministry now, a strong ministry, powerful preacher, great writer. Uh, You share with us at our pastor's conferences and um, preach all around the world as well and get invitations here and there. But that wasn't always your life. You had... uh, some trials and tribulations, difficulties you went through before you met Christ. Uh, what, what, uh, what was your life like post post uh, Christian? Pre? Pre. Sorry. Pre, yeah. pre-free. Yeah. Pre, yes. No.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just want <laughs> to make sure I understood. You, know, are you it. still um, using
1: drugs now that you got saved? Or, yeah? <laughs> no. Not
0: <laughs> not recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just you know, uh, grew up in uh, you know broken home. Uh, it's not a you know excuse or anything like that. A great mom. You know, she worked really really hard. Uh, probably. Yeah, any work ethic I have was learned by watching her, you know, was yes. just being such a not only a hard worker, but an excellent worker. You know, everything she did, she did to the best of her ability. But being in a, in a place where your mom works three jobs, you kind of um, you kind of, uh, you know, left to yourself a lot. And, you know, the truth is um, we all are born into sin. Uh, and my I just. Watered mine from a very early age, and uh, I think the story of my life, if you want to simplify it, is I fell in love with music at a very early age, and uh, music was like an escape for me. I loved the way it made me feel. I loved to put my headphones on, listen to the, you know, the songs that were, you know, telling the story of my heart, and really just wanted to make other people feel that way. It was kind of like a drug for me, really, and later became an idol. But, um, you know, one of the things about the music world is many of the people I idolized were were drug addicts and, you know, uh, heroin addicts, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and really um, glamorized that. And so, for me, I wasn't like a good kid who got brought in by the the bad influence. I was looking for the bad influence. And uh, and I think, you know, deep down, you know look that's that's my sort of thoughts on a surface level deep down though you know was insecure and and lo- alone and you know had a lot of in, inner struggles kind of grew up in a with a mindset that you know don't really make trouble like you know hey i'm not i'm not feeling very good about this yeah. or i'm afraid there really wasn't a lot of room or time for that we're all kind of working hard to survive so you learn how to internalize a lot of things, and just uh, not to tell a whole long version of my testimony, but begin to use drugs socially um, on the weekends. And by the time I was a young adult, was you know selling drugs uh, to support my habit and full fledged drug addict. And you know crossed every boundary I set for myself. I'll do these drugs, but I won't do the hard drugs, or I'll do the hard drugs, but I won't take them intravenously. And mm. just like all sin, it's progressive, and and eventually. Um, you know, took control of my life, but, you know, I like to say it's the catalyst that God used to show me my weakness and my, my desperateness for him.
1: hmm. Wow. <clears throat> then, um, something happened obviously to change that direction. What, what was that all about?
0: Yeah. You know, it really started. So I didn't tell you this, but I, I did go to a Christian school, like mm-hmm. almost like I wasn't really smart, like the guy in Goodwill Hunting. Hunting, okay. but, um, but I was, uh. Uh, my mom actually cleaned the Christian school so we could go to it, wow. which was a little embarrassing. And I, you know, I thought I was a good athlete. I wanted to go to the public school so I could play, you know, sports with there or whatever. But anyways, um, there was this foundational work that was done by being Christian educated, where I understood the chronology of the Bible and the major stories of the Bible. And I understood, you know, that Jesus died for sinners and all of this. Um, And really just hoped that saying a prayer to God and then living for myself would would work out in the end because I had no desire to really live for God. And um, but when I was in jail in 2001 for about a year for violating a probation that I was on, um, it was the first time that the word of God actually spoke to me. You know, the book of Romans actually, even hmm. in my office to this day, I have a, a, a picture with the entire book of Romans written on it because I, it was the first time I I just felt the, that God was speaking to me, like it was real, like the wrath of God's being stored up for me and that no one's good, no, not one. And And even though I didn't understand so much of the depths of Romans, the basic picture of God is holy, I, you know, I'm sinful. And what was really the big revelation wasn't just me, the drug addict guy, like everybody, like we're all hopeless and, and then really saw the gospel of grace for what it was and, um, and gave my life to God. I was going to follow God wholeheartedly, um, came out of jail, did not have the roots or the, the ability to stand up, fell back into addiction. But, um, begin to but but knew something i didn't know before mm-hmm. I, I i mourned it you know i mm-hmm. i would get high and i couldn't get high enough and i felt bad and you know i would try really hard to you know to live for god and then i would fall and so there was i knew something i didn't know before and so i think it was the spirit of god you know that was now i wasn't mourning the consequences of my sin i was mourning the fact that i was a sinner and eventually um that a few years of struggling led me to through the doors of Teen Challenge, and that's where I really was able to learn who God was, spend time in Christian discipleship, find freedom from addiction, grow some roots, and mm-hmm. and really, um, you know, God just burned the gospel in my heart, and I, I wanted to share it with, with every person that I met because um, I was just blown away, like how many people supposedly had this, but they they just didn't seem very interested to share it. And mm-hmm. so to me, it was like, I, I, you know, just a passion that God put in. And then eventually that sort of morphed into not just sharing the gospel, but but sharing this word. And so, you know, became a lifelong student of the Bible and, you know, just uh, went to Bible college, seminary. God blessed me with a wonderful wife. And, um, you know, we planted a church um in in innis texas and uh are part of that for a, a long time I, I didn't tell you this from bible college i was a youth pastor i think we okay. both were youth pastors at some point it's probably the worst youth pastor <laughs> um in the world because i was very like you know driven by like i've got to reach them where they are and mm-hmm. so i was kind of attracted to a lot of gimmicks and stuff i was re- i was immature um but uh Youth pastored, me and my wife have worship pastored, um, planted a church, and then spent a good chunk of my ministry going back to Teen Challenge to pastor a Teen Challenge in a school of ministry. And really, like you, you know, I felt like I was going to be pastor a traditional church for a long time, but really spent most of my ministry pastoring men who were coming out of addiction, um, it's the same thing, uh, just in a slightly different context. Right. But yeah, that's kind of the story of, yeah. of mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of little details here or there, but that's kind of the story.
1: Yeah. Uh, in stories like yours, I'm always thrilled to see the personal work that the power of God can do in your life, but the impact it has around you as well. So, you know, you came from a broken home, but yet here you are now in a very healthy marriage. You have a little little fellow there. How old is he now?
0: He's 17 months, 17 months. Yep. I was just
1: brilliant family. You know, we go to the same church together, you and your family and my, me and my family. And, uh, you know, you're an elder there now and helping lead worship, but also leading World Challenge Pastors Network and uh, mm-hmm. writing and doing, you know, so it's it's uh, it's incredible. It's not, it's not like God just saved somebody so that they could live a moderately Normal life, you know rid of negatives. It's he brings so much Good into our life so much positive, you know, just as I had a son who was an addiction as well and to see him I don't know what it is about his marriage that and children that blessed me so much I, I think just knowing how that could have not been the story you no know, he, he could have not been a happy Married happily married man. He could have not been a father who loves his children so much, you know And you guys get that joy because of what Jesus has done for you and then you share it, like you become a pastor of a church that has, you know, dozens if not hundreds of addicts in it that are getting set free, and mm. and also you you, um, you seem to have a gift at taking some young men and mentoring them, bringing them along. You did that. I listened to a guy um, at Sunrise that you used to be the pastor of that's there now, and occasionally I'll listen to one of his sermons. Uh, you know, and you raised him up in ministry, and so you know that's a that's a great gift too. But what would you say, you know? was um, did you just kind of slip into full-time ministry or did you have a definitive moment where you just know okay this is what i'm called to
0: yeah i think uh it's a it's a weird sort of question so i think very early on not a weird question you're asking but it's a weird answer to to that (laughs) question i believe that god called me into ministry right at the beginning um But what that actually would be would take time for me to come to grips with. So I I looked at myself, my, you know, the things I thought I was good at and kind of thought, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm a musician, so I'm going to be in a Christian rock band or Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in a worship team or um, or, you know, I had other sort of skills, maybe worldly skills. And I thought that God would use that. And I think very early on, God had put on my heart to preach. But he had also put a weight on my heart of reverence for god's word and so um i didn't i couldn't see myself preaching now i could see myself telling my testimony look what jesus has done he can do it for you too you know god so loved the world that part was easy for me but the idea of of preaching god's word i think that's one of the things that led me not just to you know i don't study god's word just to preach but i think it took me on this journey of 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 understanding if I'm going to communicate the thus saith the Lord, that I'd better study to show myself approved. And simultaneously, God used that to Mm -hmm. to mature me. Uh, But I think sometimes I think that's kind of was the path for me. And there there did come a point, um, you know, before we entered into ministry where I felt called and, you know, I took that that step of faith feeling, you know, like, the, you know, I'd, I'd known so many great ministers and preachers and orators that don't have a lot of confidence in, you know, my own speaking ability or 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 any of that. And so I think for me, it was just the weight of God's word eventually just overflowing out of me to the point where, you know, I've in some point I did. I realized that. You know, I don't have to know everything, but I, But this needs to be preached. I feel like the weight of ministry for me has been, uh, you know, like the the Romans ten passage. You know, how will they know if a preacher doesn't? Uh, how will someone go if they're not sent? You know, how beautiful are the feet that bring the message of the good news of the gospel? And so, so I think it was more of like the urgency of realizing that not only that does, did God call me to preach, but this message needs to be preached. Um, by great orators and even people like me, it it deserves to be proclaimed because it's God's message. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of in spite of shortcomings and growing pains and stuff. I think that a reverence for God's word at the beginning kept me from it, but eventually plunged me into yeah. this idea that and and since then, you know, i know i i know for a fact that there's that's what god has put me on earth to do and and rather be doing it from a stage at world challenge or you know in a coffee shop with a couple of young men um, that message needs to be proclaimed and so you know
1: that's so good do you have a a specific calling i mean it sounds like you're talking about preach the word evangelism um are those things early on in your ministry you felt like you know, like when you asked me in the, in the last podcast, uh, you know, I, I was telling you about the the two things, the, you know, the Jeremiah 9, knowing God and church planting that became an early part. Is, is Are there certain specifics about your particular call from the Lord?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if there's anything that marks um, the passion, uh, the sort of thrust of everything I do, Um, first and foremost is to proclaim the Jesus of the Bible. Um, You know, obviously to point people towards Christ. But I think more, not more importantly that, but in support of that um, is is preaching biblical truth, encouraging others to do the same. I think if there was a scripture that marks my life, it would be second Timothy four, one through five. You know, the idea of because we will stand before God, the Christ who will judge the living and the dead, that God has called us, who he's called to be ministers, to preach the word and to do it in season and out of season, to correct, rebuke and encourage. I think for me, my my ministry, I think, is to not only to preach God's word, but to equip others to rightly divide God's word and, and really uh, to push people towards God's word. It's not really a complicated thing or even... Uh, a special calling it's it's proclaiming the truth of god's word and i think the way that's manifest in ministry like when i was pastoring a team challenge we started a school of ministry not because we just wanted to but because not only did we want to raise these men up who were called who felt the call of god in their life but we wanted to equip them to to look to preach this and and i think if if there's anything that i um and most encouraged by is seeing like you said previously people turning back to this i think Uh, and so that's why my that is what's pushed my academic studies that's what pushes my style of preaching um is not and and here's the thing I, i don't say this as some sort of expert i'm a student of this you know i'm subject subjected to this i'm just a a student myself but i also um you know want to I want to preach God's word. I want to help people rightly interpret God's word. I want people to make this the centerpiece of their church and their preaching. And I think that's what all of my writing, all of my ministry, kind mm-hmm. of has that vein. You Amen. know, Christ as revealed in the Scripture.
1: Amen. Now, it's very clear when you preach too; it comes across very strongly and passionately. That was one of the things that uh, when we were looking for somebody to come work with us at World Challenge to help with pastors and and preach. Uh, your messages, you know, the, the the clarity and the centrality of the gospel. Uh, and speaking of that, you know, so so you, you know, there are some ministries and ministers that, you know, they just graduate from high school and they start preaching and they just have, uh, my, my father was one of them. He went to one year Bible college, um, but he had a depth of knowledge of the word of God because he absorbed in it. But there's others that God calls into, um, you know maybe to take a little bit more academic approach to things and, and the lord led you into that so you did you did you know bible school graduated from there and then went to a seminary correct yep, seminary and graduated from that with that that would be a a master's or what would you call that after so you... i got a
0: master's yeah. of divinity right um and then a master's of theology okay and so yeah. the master of divinity is kind of like your the master's degree Equivalent of an MBA for right. pastors, you know. A lot yeah. of, traditionally, that's what a lot of pastors in certain denominations yeah. would yeah. would get. But uh, yeah, those two uh, are the degrees that I hold, other than a bachelor's degree.
1: And then now you're studying for your doctorate as well, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what are you
1: doing your dissertation on?
0: The same thing we're writing our book on. Okay. Um, yeah. Would be recovering biblical faith, Beautiful. and focusing on um, the idea that you know that the that the word pistis in the New Testament. Uh, Most times, and even if it's talking about faith for something is rooted in faith in someone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's my argument is is going to be that that's what Hebrews 11 is, is talking about the faith, not you know, faith that you'll get out of this situation or faith. um, It's all connected back to God and and connected back to the word of God. Just since you asked, I'll tell you the faith to me. I believe the Bible teaches that faith, ultimately the faith is knowing that we stand justified before God on the basis of Christ Mm -hmm. and that God will keep the promises he made in his word. And so we have to discern what those promises are and we have to set our affection and our trust in Christ. And that's really... The root of biblical preaching. And so for me, uh, you know, just one thing you said about your dad, I you know want to make one thing clear is, you know, even though your dad didn't go to, you know, seven or eight years of Bible college, and maybe I needed that because, you know, uh, I'm, I learned differently or God had a slightly different path for me, but I've never met a man. Who was a powerful minister of God's word? Who wasn't a student? Right. You know, your dad had books. Uh, mm-hmm. Pastor, you know, other pastors. I was sitting in Jim Cymbala's office one day, yeah. and you know, just looking around at this. Yeah. You know, he didn't study in Bible college, but but he's a student of God's word and exactly. has, has on his own learned how to rightly divide and discern this thing. Obviously, we do all this you know but the main teacher obviously is the spirit of god who leads us into all truth but but i don't think those two things should be pitted against each other and uh you know academic pursuit for me isn't i don't i'm not i don't consider myself a theologian or don't have any desire to be a scholar who you know, with a fun. I love those men. I appreciate their work. But the guy that's like taking the tiniest little thing with theology and developing that out, I just want to be the best preacher I can be who rightly divides the word of truth and teaches others to do it. And so that's the only reason I think theology is, uh, you know, can be used for, you know, puffing up yourself with knowledge. But I want to know God and I want to help others know God. And so for me, that's been an avenue to do that.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's important. There's- you know, I think the problem comes when you glory in one another. So, people that glory in their academic pursuit and look down upon people who have not, um, you know, finished school or whatever. Right. And then the opposite's true too. Like there, there is sometimes in some, some um, maybe more old school churches, sort of like you know they call it the seminary, they call it the cemetery, right. and there was like a denouncement of uh, higher education, which I think is very improper. And um, you know, that's <clears throat> let let God call people into you know, starting without it or but to to go get it and and do well in it. And, you know, I think there's, if you have the right mindset going into that and the right school you go to, you know, if God leads you to the right place, you come out more more able to divide the word of God correctly. And that, uh, I'm glad you're doing that. I'm glad you're, uh, but besides getting input from educators, you also help, we give input to others by writing. So, you've written th- three books now, right? Yeah. And, and working on your fourth. Uh, we're doing that together. Uh, tell me about your three books. Uh, give me the titles first.
0: So, the first book I ever wrote was called Simple Gospel, Modern Offense of the Cross. Um, my second book, and I guess the one that's had the most you know, commercial success, is called Hard Sayings. Reconciling the Cost of Discipleship in the American Dream. Beautiful. And then the last book that I wrote, um, which you actually wrote the foreword for very graciously, is called uh, Come and Die, Dying to Self and Living for Christ.
1: Start with the first one, uh, Simple Gospel. What's the premise of it?
0: Yeah, the uh, that book was, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I, I honestly did not set out to write a complete book. Um, I I was pastoring men, um, and it it was just shocking to me, um, many men who grew up in church and around churches who just didn't understand the gospel. I mean, I think that's one of the most... The biggest problems in the world today and so what i wanted to do was just to write a little sort of pamphlet called the simple gospel and i just basically highlighted the you know the the prophecies of jesus and how he fulfilled the old testament prophecies perfect life um you know substitutionary atonement in the cross uh his vicarious resurrection um and what that means for us you know i just wanted to articulate the gospel so Mm. the men under my care would have a resource but as i wrote what ended up being chapter four for simple gospel, I was like, well, but then I need to also address this. And and so then it kind <laughs> of turned into a book. Um, after about I read, read, read the second, wrote the second chapter, I was like, I need to outline a book. And so I and I, I outlined a book. And uh, long story short, um, God, you know, put me in touch with someone who was in publishing. And um, I just wanted to ask their advice about publishing a book, you know, and my hope was that I could just use it for team challenge and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, she actually told me that she didn't, she wouldn't, I wanted her to edit my book and she, she's used to work for Thomas Nelson and all mm-hmm. sorts of other people. So, um, she was a friend of a friend. And so she said, well, I don't really have time to read your book, but I'll skim it and I'll point you in the right direction. And then she called me back and she said, I want to, this is a good book. I want okay. to make it. And so, um, From that, it kind of launched, um, you know, I guess a writing career. But the truth is, it also did something in me. I, you know, I realized um, just how uh, powerful the written word really is, you know, the idea of there, you know, there's these books, not that my books on this level but these books that, you know, next to the Bible, obviously supplementary, but that just stand the test of time because their message is very tied to this. It it opens our eyes to this. And so for me, it just kind of birthed something new in me where I um, and writing really has been not only a um, something that I want to share with people, it's been a personal development as typically my writing has been as I'm studying deeply about something, preaching sermons through something that I'm like, this would be. This could be a a book, you know, and so uh, they haven't all taken the same form. But Simple Gospels, a book about the gospel, what it is, what it isn't. Um, You could consider my writing plagiarism because, you you know, probably one third of each of my books is scripture citations because I'm trying to explain it the best. And then uh, Hard Sayings really was a a book that I wanted to dig a little deeper into the idea that, you know, I meet so many people um, who are spiritual but not religious or lukewarm sort of surface mainstream christians who would have problems with the bible or concepts like hell but but they loved jesus and uh, you know i wanted to take the opportunity to to really expose what the teachings of jesus is and who the jesus of the bible is and the context i did that is you know we you know the hard sayings you know of course we know the passage of john that comes from but uh You know, reconciling the cost of discipleship and the American dream. What do we do with the parts of of Christian life that don't fit into our American context or or into our life in general? You know, and obviously the answer is those things are laid down. And so that book uh, resonated with people for some degree, I think possibly because of the rise of, you know, maybe some more nationalistic views of Christianity, like, you know, you've mentioned before, getting back to the 1950s rather than God's kingdom coming and God's will being done. And then just briefly, my last book, Come and Die, was I really wanted to – so both of those books, the first two books, I kind of pitted the Bible against culture. Um, and I really just wanted to write a book that encouraged people in Christian discipleship. And so it's not an exhaustive book. I deal with some things that I feel other books may not deal with quite as much, and one of them being the concept of justification, mm-hmm. sanctification, and, and how we how we walk out the Christian life. And so – yeah that's my writing and uh i uh you know i I don't see any time i'm gonna stop in the future, even if people stop buying the books uh for me the writing of them is is something that has been very uh it's growing
1: yeah' you're extremely gifted at it and you do it well and you do it quick we're we're working on a book together, and uh you have a certain amount of chapters more than I have, and you've already tripled up on you you're almost done and i'm just getting on to my second chapter so you're 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 definitely a mover it's uh I'm, I'm i'm encouraged about that I, li, I like that i think i think the lord will give you, a, you know, a a good number of more books as as he continues to speak to you that you'll you'll share that and they're all very christ-centered and and uh from right from the word too it's a you know if somebody's hungry to have the word more um, clearer in their life that your books could be, like like you said, alongside of that, uh, uh, just un, you know, under the word, but you know, uh, speaking to to the word as well. Then, um, So you joined World Challenge here a little over a year ago, and you're head of uh, uh, not, not only preaching and teaching and writing and doing, doing a, a series here on Romans, and uh, you know, those, those are available uh, uh, through our ministry as well, the World Challenge. <clears throat> um, I highly recommend that, uh, but you're head of the Pastors Network. And that, so we have the conferences that we're doing in America and around the world. Uh, we have then ministry that goes out to the pastors. Can you take a few minutes to explain what we're doing with that ministry and why, and what's you, what's your heart in heart uh, about that?
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a for me it's something I'm very excited to to do, and and really just grateful to be part of this ministry. I know this isn't exactly what you asked, but. Um, you know, being able to be part of a ministry that has encouraged me, corrected me, um, taught me—you know—for so many years uh, as someone just who partook, you know, through online sermons and written materials and things like that—to uh, be able to come be a contributor, you know, in a ministry that that I think is so biblical and gospel-centered, Christ-centered—is is a huge honor, and uh, you know, so I'm I, I'm very thankful. I think one of the things with the the pastor's network, and we have to be realistic. Um, you know, we can't be, we, we're we not here to replace the church. We're not here to, you can't replace personal, real relationships with people. But, you know, what we do with pastor's conferences, what God has laid on your heart about ministering to, uh, you know, people who are in ministry, um, it's, it's just so potent and powerful. And so I think the hope is Without over promising or pretending like this is going to be something that it's not. It's kind of just taking that a, a level deeper, um, uh, you know, kind of connecting people with our ministry on a level deeper and um, really being able to just. Uh, encourage them in a level that's just for pastors i think the platform is aimed at you know there's so many things on world challenge that are really just aimed at the church at large which is so necessary and and important but really just speaking to the heart of of not just the trials and tribulations that pastors go through but biblical corrections biblical rebukes biblical encouragements and dealing with um you know, the life as a pastor. And so the hope is um, the that there would be sort of three streams on the pastors platform for the pastors network. One would be that it's, you know, has some educational stuff in there that did, that helps people, that's instructional, um, and, you know, with us and then even ministry partner friends that we have who, you know, are connected with us, being able to share their their wisdom and their experience on there, um, the the middle stream would be that of encouragement, you know, and encouragement, like you said before, is correction and rebuke and encouragement. It's it's the sort of uh, inspirational side of uh, dealing, right? It's basically like writing some of these newsletters, written materials, instead of aimed at the church, a lot it's aimed at pastors. Um, and then there's the conversational and connective side conversational being talking through issues in the church talking through issues as a pastor talking about things in the culture and then connecting with them in a in a more significant way and and i think that not just connecting them in a one-sided stream with our ministry but connecting biblical pastors with each other Mm -hmm. um, because there is strength in unity and and i think as long as we're unified in the truth that we're that unity is something to be sought after the bible talks about it over and over again so there's much more to that but it really is just a deeper connection with pastors across the country and around the world who are hungry to grow hungry for encouragement hungry for more of jesus and for us to stand together and you know bear each other's burdens and 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 i think one of the biggest. Things is learning from the experience and trials and tribulation and wisdom of others. And yeah. so I won't be the only voice on there, you know. Uh, it'll be yours and, and many other people uh, as we kind of have this collective together.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's been a, a joy not only to do conferences where there's, you know, like two thousand pastors in Mexico or six hundred in California, but to have a, a group of guys that you just know a little bit better, yeah. And you know, you know, we here at World Challenge aren't part of, of a denomination, and um, a lot of churches are in the same s- situation. They don't have a. Uh, a, a, a in you know a, a, a network that's readily available to them through their denomination. So there has to be built on relationships. So that's probably where we have a little bit more opportunity to help serve pastors. That you know, de- definitely not a we're not a network. Uh, we're not a fellow. We're not a, a denomination. We're not a, even a, really a fellowship. But right. uh, we we are relationally driven to help one another and serve one another. And it really started you know, these connections we have, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was interesting when we were uh, in, at, in, uh, at the Fire in Our Bones conference in San Diego. Uh, I was there representing World Challenge on our team, you and others. Uh, Nikki Cruz was, you know, representing sort of the cross and switch blades. Sonny Argonzoni was there. You're a Teen Challenge graduate. Ron Brown, the director of Southern California Teen Challenge, 60 years in uh, Teen Challenge in California. So, there, you know, a victory outreach with Sonny Argonzoni. We So, we had... Uh, oh, and also uh, uh, Times Square Church, right. uh, the leaders of Times Square Church, the Summit Bible School—all of these, were sort of like the the father and the grandfather of this, is, is my father. Uh, but to see all the sons and grandsons and great-grandsons <laughs> and granddaughters in in the ministry there in, in one setting, but none of that was formal. No, nobody. There was no nobody signed contracts or right. took a pledge. It was just they built a relationship on. Like-mindedness in wanting to serve Christ in the same message really, a message is, is, what drove it all. Is like we want that message of, of uh, in, you know the no compromise gospel, and so that that you know, gathered that. So so basically that's continued. Uh, you know these ministries are still friends. Others have joined in. Just you know we have a great friend up there in, a, in a, you know in, a, in a Indiana and uh, all around all around the nation. Just guys that have. Their hearts and ours have been knit together. Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, down, yeah, down in Louisiana. California.
0: I mean, there's several several yeah. ministries that have connected. Yeah, and it's growing.
1: And yep. so, you know, maybe if you're listening today and you're a pastor, you want to find out more information, you can contact Josh. Josh, we're here at, uh, can I give you your email address? Yeah. It's, okay. yeah Joshua.
0: It's uh, it's actually jwest J-J-J-West at worldchallenge.org.
1: Yeah. So you can reach out to him personally and he'll get right back with you. Uh, or we'll, we'll put some more information in the show notes about World Challenge and how you can uh, reach out to that. But if you're not a pastor, uh, maybe you'll want to just uh, slip this information, give us, give a, uh, forward this podcast to them and uh, let let them hear a little bit more uh, about it. So well, Joshua, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, as we said in these past two podcasts, you know, one where you interviewed me, now where I interview you, we're we're departing from our normal, the thing we love most. Neither of us love. Talking about ourselves, I think that's more <laughs> difficult than anything else. We don't, we don't shy back from that because we have a testimony we're grateful. Sure. For. And, you know, Jesus told the story of who he was. Paul said, I was this and I did that and I was a Pharisee. And, you know, so nothing wrong with sharing our testimonies. Uh, but, you know, normally we are. And just if you're just new to our podcast, uh, normally we'll take some biblical issues and try to dig deep into it and bring uh, the simple gospel but an uncompromised gospel as well. A lot of our resources are available at worldchallenge.org, and we also have some books that are on there. Uh, Fire in our, His Bones has just been released this month, and we would love for you to check that book out. You can find it anywhere books are sold. Joshua, thanks again for being with us. Your books are also available uh, anywhere you can. Find find books. Yeah, they're there. available
0: everywhere books are sold. They're also available at worldchallenge.org's yeah. bookstore. So, yeah, um, yeah you check can... out
1: his sermons at World Challenge and, and uh, pick up his books there at, at World Challenge or wherever you buy your books. So, thank you again for being with us. God bless you. We well, hope you'll join us again. Hey, one more thing would you be willing to subscribe to our podcast? We would love to do that. And if you have any comments, uh, you know, if you want to give a review about Uh, who who we are and what we're doing if we've been a blessing to you that would be great it helps expand uh, the word that can go to other people if you're getting blessed we pray that other people would be blessed just the way you are as well pray for us as well that God would continue to preach the gospel through us we have a team going to India here soon doing a pastor's conference with a thousand pastors there and then very soon we'll be in some other places New York City in August so a lot happening and we would appreciate your prayers God bless you have a wonderful day Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in the mission of World Challenge. Thank you for listening and supporting. World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Visit us online at worldchallenge.org.